A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day. This is The Daily 10 with Matt Chernoff. All right, everybody, it's time for the Tuesday edition of The Daily 10. It's your friend Matt back again to take you on this 10-minute sports journey of ours. I've got some baseball to get to because the hot stove is heating up. Teams are spending dollars. We'll get to that coming up in a couple of moments, including a brave signing that probably not as high profile to mention. It is uh, football, though, first and foremost, as we get moving here on Atlanta's only podcast that uh, features all the stuff you guys care about the most. If you would, hit the subscribe button or follow this pod, and it'll be waiting for you each and every day around 10 a.m. All right, so we get ready for championship Saturday. Conference championships get ready to fire up. And uh, I will lead into that by telling you tonight, the final college football playoff poll that doesn't matter will be released, and it'll be intriguing to see just the, the order of it. Again, it doesn't mean anything because the uh, committee has told us every poll is independent of the other. I'll come back to that in a moment. So Georgia is a six and a half point favorite over Alabama. I think Georgia is going to win the game handily. I've said that for weeks. This is not new. I think Georgia is going to win by double digits against Bama. But let's play out some scenarios with Georgia and Bama for a second. Georgia beats Alabama. Alabama's out. Second loss. They don't go to the playoff. Unless some other weird stuff happens. And here's what I mean by weird. So we know if these teams win, they'll punch their ticket. Georgia's already going no matter what. But let's say they beat Bama, there's one team in the playoff. Cincinnati, if they beat Houston in the AAC championship, Cincinnati's probably going to go. We know Michigan, if they beat Iowa, will go. That's three of your four spots. That leaves Notre Dame or Oklahoma State battling for that fourth spot in the playoff. Now the committee has to determine, does the Big 12 championship, that data point matter more than Notre Dame not having a chance to play in a conference championship game what will be the differentiating points there now if Baylor beats Oklahoma State in the Big 12 title game here's Notre Dame kicking their feet up going oh look we can go back to the playoff and get drilled yet again but they would be in the in the playoff so that's one of the scenarios where it's Georgia it's Michigan it's Cincinnati and then let's say Notre Dame or Oklahoma State I will give you the far-fetched scenario that I don't think will happen but Alabama beats Georgia okay so at that point, I still think Georgia's the one seed if it's a close game. But you're not going to have Bama in the four spot. Uh, they're the SEC champ. They would have just beaten the number one team. Maybe they're the two seed for the sake of it. Michigan, if they beat Iowa, still remains firmly entrenched in the playoff. Maybe they're the three. And if Cincinnati beats Houston, they're the four. And that's how it would play itself out. There are only six teams that I think have, an, have a, you know, a shot here to be in the in the playoff and we mentioned Georgia, Alabama, um, Michigan, Cincinnati and then we'll see what happens with Oklahoma State and Notre Dame. The committee's job could be very easy if these favorites take care of their business, if Georgia takes care of it, if Michigan takes care of it, and if Cincinnati takes care of it, those three of the four spots become really easy. Then the question becomes do you want Notre Dame for TV? Or do you have Oklahoma State the check because they would have won a Big 12 championship if they beat Baylor? That's kind of what the playoff scenario comes down to. So, again, tonight's the final 
playoff seedings that don't matter, but they'll get a lot of talk since this is the final one before championship weekend. We are brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. If you're looking for the perfect destination to watch all your college action on Saturday, on Championship Saturday, head down to Woodstock on Main Street. You'll see a walk-up window where you can get your drinks right from the street before you walk through the door. Now, when you do walk through the door, you'll see a craft beer bar, self-serve taps, which are awesome. Be able to have the convenience to grab whatever you want to drink while you're watching the games. A movie-sized screen with a front row that you can grab those seats and have the best seat in the house for both college and pro action on Saturdays and Sundays. The menu with just so many right answers from great flatbreads to wings to sandwiches, salads, you name it. You can go to thedailydraft.net to find out more. Or you can uh, just stop in downtown Woodstock on Main Street and go see my friends down there to enjoy all of your football viewing action. All right, let's get back to uh, Georgia, who will try to do something they have not been able to do, and that's to take down Nick Saban in Alabama. Now, it's not the Bama of years past. It's still very good, right? They're 11-1. and one. If this is as, quote, bad as it gets for Bama, things are still moving in the right direction. But it's Nick Saban. It's knocking off the beast. And Georgia's not done that yet. I think Nick Saban's doing one of his best coaching jobs. This is an offensive line at Bama that's not very good on the interior. They're without their number one running back. They haven't been able to run it consistently. They don't have the plethora of weapons offensively. They've given up more plays uh, defensively than typically Alabama teams would give up. So I think on the whole, Saban's done one of his better jobs. And you know there's the mental part of this that even if it only takes up 5% of your brain, Georgia, whether these players are here or not for some of this, there is going to be the, the memory brought up to them of what happened in the national championship game or what happened the following year in the SEC championship game or what happened last year in Tuscaloosa. Those are all games where you could make a great case Georgia I mean, they could have won at least two of them. The game in, in Tuscaloosa got away in the second half, but Nick Saban's teams found a way. Came off the deck in the natty to win that one, 26-23. Came back in a game where they were losing to Georgia in the SEC championship game. Won the game in Tuscaloosa last year. Hell, if you only want to go back to 2012, to that SEC championship or the blackout game, you can go through all that stuff. And Saban has, has been the, the kryptonite to an otherwise really special run that Georgia's put together. So that part of it is something to watch on Saturday. The other thing is remember the theory that you had to have this dual threat quarterback, this multi-dimensional player who has to have a big game to beat Alabama's defenses in years past. And we have a history of seeing Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, Johnny Manziel, Cardell Jones, Chad Kelly. Remember Bo Wallace, Nick Marshall. These are the quarterbacks. Trevor Knight. Do you guys remember Trevor Knight, the Oklahoma quarterback who beat Bama back in the day, throwing for 348 yards and four touchdowns when Oklahoma beat Alabama by two touchdowns? It's always taken that, right? So, well, Georgia doesn't have that, right? They have Stetson who can run. Stetson's a good athlete. But here's the reason why I don't think it's as big a deal, because Stetson looks nothing like Cardale Jones. He looks nothing like Johnny Manziel athletically or Joe Burrow or Deshaun Watson. He's good, at, he's good athletically. He can move out of the pocket, extend plays, pick up key yards. But they're also not going to ask Stetson Bennett to go out and beat Alabama. He doesn't need to. He just has to have the Stetson game where he's 15 for 22, 220 yards, two touchdowns, hit some deep balls, and not turn the football over. Georgia runs the ball well enough, and we know defensively they can make the rest of the difference. So this isn't like, and you're going to hear this one throughout the week, well, Stetson Bennett doesn't look like any of the quarterbacks that have beaten Alabama in years past. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to look at all like Joe Burrow. 
He doesn't have to play at all like Trevor Lawrence. He doesn't have to have any of the athleticism of Johnny Manziel or any of these guys. He's plenty athletic enough to extend plays, and he will have to at times. He'll have to make some throws. But he also just has to avoid the big mistake. If Georgia plays this game clean, they win the game, as I said, handily. I think they win it by double digits. I've, I've thrown out a score. You want 34-17, something like that. I think that's the scenario to look out for this weekend in the SEC championship game. All right, let's uh, get to the baseball in the hot stove league. As the Braves did make a minor move as they brought back Darren O'Day, the former reliever, signing him to a minor league contract. See if he can make the team. He was banged up a lot last year for the Yankees. We'll see if he can find some of the uh, ability to stay healthy and, and have a chance to make the Braves bullpen out of spring training. The Braves, as we close in on the shutdown of the CBA, which December 1st, which is tomorrow, the CBA expires, meaning all teams will go into a dark mode. No free agent signings, no trades, none of it. So maybe something gets done at the recording of this podcast. Nothing is done with Freddie Freeman. If it gets done, bully for the Braves. That's the biggest item on their to-do list. After that, you'll have to sit back and wait and see what they do with Freddie or any of the outfielders if they want to bring those guys back. But it was a fury, fast and furious fury of signings in Major League Baseball over the last couple of days from Kevin Gosman, the former Brave, signing with the Blue Jays for five years and $110 million. Or Max Scherzer signing with the Mets for three years and $143 million. Or no, excuse me, it was three years, $130 million. But to give that guy $40 million bucks a year, good for Max, but the Mets will break him. I mean, the Mets break everything they, they touch. That's why they, you know, they broke into Grom multiple times. They broke Syndergaard. They broke Matt Harvey. They broke Steven Matz. They broke Marcus Stroman. They just, they break everybody and they'll break Max. I figured out that the Met fan and just New York sports fans in general, things have gone so poorly for them that a signing is the biggest thing they can celebrate or regular season wins. The Mets celebrate regular season wins, kind of like the Knicks fans. I had Knicks fans up in my mentions the other day talking about their regular season win over the Hawks, and I'm like, this is where you are? That you're this happy and excited over regular season NBA wins in November or Mets wins in May or June? That's that's kind of where the bar is for the Mets fans, but they did sign Scherzer, so it's a great day for them to celebrate till they break him in May and June. You had the Rangers go on a huge spending spree. They, in the last 48 hours in Texas, have spent $560 million. Yesterday, they added Corey Seager, the former Dodgers shortstop, on a 10-year deal worth $325 million. That was a day after signing Marcus Simeon to a seven-year, $175 million deal. The former Rocky pitcher John Gray to a four-year, $56 million deal. And Cole Calhoun signed a one-year, $5 million deal. They had a bunch of money. It's very Phillies-like. It's very Mets-like. Doesn't solve any of their pitching problems. But they got some bats that can rake, and they had the cash to spend. So the Rangers kind of stole the day there. We'll see if today offers the same kind of fast and furious dealings before tomorrow CBA expires with teams trying to get deals done all around Major League Baseball. One quick heads up. uh, I want to point you guys out to our friends at homefields.com. If you are looking for a great holiday gift, maybe for Hanukkah or Christmas, go to homefields.com. Right now is the time you want to go check them out. Um, I just picked up a Truist Park replica stadium, and they have hundreds of replica stadiums that sit in these beautiful casing. They have lights on them. I put them in my office. They sit on the windowsill on my desk. And the newest one is a World Championship Truist Park replica stadium. That right now, if you go to homefields.com and mention my name, last name Chernoff, that's C-H-E-R-N-O-F-F, they're going to give you a 10% discount 
on anything that you want to get done for the holidays, but I would highly recommend. I'm going to have uh, pictures and videos up at Real Matt Land on Twitter, but homefields.com is the website. You can pick up any of these beautiful replica stadiums from college football, NFL, Major League Baseball, National Basketball Association, all of it. You can get all these beautiful replica stadiums. I've got a replica Mercedes-Benz, a Truist Park, a Turner Field, an Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. They have something for everyone. And again, if you mention my last name in the promo box, Chernoff, they're going to take 10% off your order at homefields.com. Incredible Christmas gifts or just get them for yourself. You can go there today to homefields.com. If you would, give us a like. Give us a mention. Give us a uh, five-star rating. Give us all those things we would appreciate. And you'll uh, also be able to find this podcast wherever it is you get your favorite pods. You can get it uh, on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, I'll be on the radio this afternoon in Atlanta at 2 o'clock. We're back again tomorrow for the next edition of The Daily Ten. Subscribe to The Daily Ten now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your favorite shows. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.